0: Hello, I'm Emma-Jane Purcell and welcome back to Fail Harder, the podcast that chats to people at the top of their game about failure, from the first memory of failure to how they cope with it now. So Fail Harder is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network, who have recently launched a very exciting community called Head Stuff Plus. Head Stuff Plus basically gives you access to loads of bonus content from your favourite Head Stuff Podcasts, including... Fail harder. It is as little as a fiver a month, and that money is going to help and support those podcasts and podcasters. So, check it out. Joining me on the podcast today, I have the incredible singer songwriter and actor Sally Garnett, AKA Loa.
1: That was an incredible collection of data because, like, the data speaks for itself, and it's really sad, I have to say. And Mm. I think that it runs at a really deep level like we have a a lot of issues of underlying sexism here and Mm -hmm. there's just no you can't you just have to stare it in the face or you won't treat it um like why do we feel consistently that the music that women make is so par because it's so it's so consistently that they were left out that it felt like it was a vendetta, you know, because mm. when it, it can't be that every single female artist is completely trash and doesn't deserve to be on the radio. Like that's yeah. too extreme.
0: Lua released her debut EP in 2017, followed by an entire EP of remixes a year later. And she also co-wrote the song Someone New with Hosier. In 2019, Loa played Mary Magdalene in Jesus Christ Superstar in the Barbican, London, and she also has multiple TV and film credits to her name. Loa also recently released her brand new EP, Sweet Sorrow, alongside Batum. But today, Loa is not here to talk about success. She's here to talk about failure. Lola thank you for joining me on fail harder today hi Emma Jane thank you for having me on fail harder today Lola has a rock star mic like not like you know your classic (laughs) podcast blue yeti mic a literal like microphone where you get up to sing a song
1: can you tell that I miss gigs
0: and it (laughs) looks great (laughs) I (laughs) miss gigs oh my god when gigs are back on we're all just going to go wild like they're just going to be wild and they're going to be
1: packed and Mm. like really intense it's going to be religious almost
0: yeah I'm buzzed do you think that there'll be any this somewhere
1: I think so I mean I know like Codaline are going ahead with theirs in in Kilmainham or whatever and a few people yeah, a few. I think the bigger ones will definitely go ahead if they can, if they can do like the weird social distancing thing. Mm. Um, but you know, if this year has taught us anything, it's basically don't plan ahead. Yeah, I'm <laughs> afraid of plans now. Unless it's like I'm gonna make uh, like banana bread tomorrow, like yeah. I can achieve that plan.
0: Mm. Like even I booked just booked uh, a musical over here. Uh, to see the last five years. And I was so excited. Oh. I was like, it's definitely going to go ahead. It's all socially distanced. It's like, boom. Of course it's not. No. Oh, cancelled. Cancelled. So, so cancelled. Yeah. And I wanted to say I as know. well before we begin, your new single is just a buzz. Oh,
1: thank you. I love, I, it. I love, I love it. it. I think it's, it's so good.
0: <laughs> Got to live without it <laughs> And sorry, all of those <laughs> pictures of you as well, like the like oh my god, the clothes that you're wearing and stuff, they're amazing. Just those, that whole shoot with lot. the horse. And I'm just like, yes. Yeah, we went, we went all out.
1: I feel like um it was like what can we do that's a lot with very little? And that mm. was the um we just got really big in concept and color and like we thought a lot about the colors um and I'm lucky that friends of mine make clothes and and are clothesy clothes kind of people Mm -hmm. so it's great when you have creative friends because you can kind of make stuff happen that yes if you didn't have those friends you wouldn't even think of yeah
0: Yeah. and Stephanie is going to be in one of your videos soon yes she is my darling
1: step she's, she's like so one great of my favorite people and one of my favorite dances she's so great and she's so beautiful in it and it's very conceptual the video in a lot of ways which is i like conceptual mm. um, you know videos and I think you really need like a sensitive dancer and someone who's also an actor to, re- to like step into the mood. Cause they're, it's pretty weird. Like, you know, yeah um there's like dancing under plastic and stuff, you know? So most people can, couldn't, would find that like silly, um, yeah. but it, they do it the dances and her and toby and, and tomo they do it and it's really elegant and and eerie it's everything that i thought it would be mm. and, and it makes you quite uncomfortable and that's kind of the, but not in the way you would expect so i love that which is kind of like
0: a lot of life like yes <laughs> how have you found how have you it's found the new like album like how have you found this whole process for your new work um yeah it's it's really fun so Rory and I I
1: released my first EP thing in 2017 and um I guess I I'm very I can be quite fragile creatively that uh, I'm easily put off um my own work if I don't think it's like literally the best thing I've ever written every time <laughs> so I what I find a lot easier is um and fun is like someone else getting involved because it's just not about me anymore and my pathos so mm. um it, it's Rory's great because he'll send me these these demos that are essentially like these kind of quite open soundscapey loops and that I'll have the freedom to carve them into more like a singer songwriter song so between the two of us neither of us can sort of do what we do um, like my tendency when I'm writing is to create a lot of changes in the song to keep myself excited. Mm. Um, and he's quite good at getting into like a mood and staying there. Oh, that's um, cool. So it's a nice meeting. Yeah. And so he sent me loads of tracks, like the, basically from 20, all of 2018 and, and or 2018, I just took a break from writing. I didn't write that much mm. um, except for what he sent me in 2019. And we started putting it out in 2019. Um, and we have like enough work for an album, I would say, but I didn't. I just didn't feel like releasing a, a, like a Bantam and Loa album in 2020. It was just like really weird thing to do. Really, um, and I and I also think for so many reasons, um, I don't have an album of my own yet, and it's a really specific thing. And I felt like the best thing to do would be pr- release the songs that we feel are the most we're the most proud of and are the most Mm. make the most sense and are the most accessible. Mm -hmm. And um and then just pause it for a while. Like I think generally you're probably most artists you'll find have like way more material than they've ever than they'll ever release. Yeah. You you,
0: You are better to take your time with something ultimately like and be really, really proud of it when you put it out, even if it's not like you know, even if it takes a year, two years, whatever, and you're like, I'm really, really happy whatever people think, I'm happy. And I think that that's so important when you're an artist. Shall we begin? Yes. (laughs) I get so sidetracked. So before we begin, I'm just going to explain the format of the podcast to you. So I have 20 questions in front of me, numbered at random. Most are straightforward. However, some are a little bit unconventional. And in the spirit of failure and trying to assert control over what life might throw at us, you can pick the numbers. Okay, that's exciting. (laughs) I feel like I'm cheating because
1: everyone picks seven. And so I don't know because I've listened to so many episodes of the podcast, I feel like I I probably would have picked seven, but but then I was like, I better not
0: pick seven. So I'll pick (laughs) eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Number eleven. How do you cope with failure? (sighs) Demonstrate head.
1: (laughs) (laughs) nap (laughs) until it's over um (laughs) I I think that I honestly when I was a teenager um and I I've looked into this a lot because it's something that came up a lot in my adult life that I really needed to address but I definitely have that what they call like golden child syndrome where I feel like I need to be perfect. And there's so many reasons for that. Like, you mm. know, there's family reasons, there's societal reason reasons, there's gender reasons. But um, not whatever about those reasons. It's a really hard thing to live with, feeling like you have to be perfect all the time. And and most people do. And it would it actually got to the point where like I think I I've only ever failed two tests in my whole life. And one of them was when I was 16 and I didn't eat for two weeks. I actually starved myself. Yeah, not even that I was hungry. I wasn't hungry. I felt like I actually was like, I may as well just wither into nothingness.
0: Because (laughs) Because I I failed failed the
1: test. (laughs) test.
0: And like, did you (laughs) fail the test because you didn't work at it? Or was it like you worked really hard and failed anyways?
1: No, it it was like so silly because we I moved school because we moved country we moved a lot when I was younger and we were in a new school and they had a different maths curriculum than I had had previously and they did a test at the beginning of the year to like see everyone's level but I had never learned that material so obviously I actually got eight out of 20 which for never knowing the material is actually not that bad (laughs) but I still remember my score because I was so traumatized because I was 20 out of 20 girl you know like 22 out of 20 like mm. and um it I was my parents were like, Ooh, this is not good <laughs> she's not really this is not really what we call a thick skin like you you can't really survive life if you're that fragile about about like a tiny thing not going well mm. and that so I definitely learned to relax around that like I failed something in college again and I, I had a much easier time with that and um, and that was just because I didn't I didn't work at it and now, like in my career, you know, there's the music career is full of little failures, as they, you know. Um, yeah, I was gonna you, say, gotta get really... you have to be ready
0: for failure if you're going to be an artist because it's just yeah. constant.
1: <laughs> it's a series of 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 misfortune and failure. Yeah, honestly, carve like, it into a career. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, and like even just like cuz I act as well, doing tapes. Like you're just constantly being like every, you know, being told that's trash. <laughs>
0: mm, tell me about your acting so, actually. Um, I I'd, I'd love be- to know about that.
1: Um, well, I guess it's r- relatively new, maybe the past few years. I've, I I always liked it, um, but I I went to Bow Street for a year. Um, and- um <laughs> just really liked the process yeah 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 <laughs> that's right because we know lots of the similar people and uh I love I loved it I like the like mystery and the depth and the intensity of it you rinsed through Amy yeah Amy I popped and... up yes yeah, yeah I was in two shows with her striking out and finding joy mm. and yeah and a few little bits and bobs and then I did um Jesus Christ Superstar last year which was kind of like a mix of the two that's but so it was more cool. singing I would say mm. Yeah, that was really cool. That was really cool. Um and I love it. I think like music is my priority because it feels so urgent for me, music mm. all the time. I'm always thinking about it and listening to stuff and wondering how I can be better and what needs what adjustments I can make to constantly just be really like get this really specific feeling that I'm looking for um when I'm performing or making stuff. So I don't, I mean, it feel like the art chooses you. you know? Yeah.
0: But like, because you're um, so creative and, you know, the music and acting as well, do you sometimes feel like, oh, I, I can't put my energy into too many things now. Do you ever get like, oh, okay, I just need to focus on one right now because it can be just so draining.
1: Well, I think, yeah, like they're, they're both super demanding. Like, I mean... <laughs> you know acting is really intense and it's a full-time job if you take it seriously in that way and I'm sure you well know Mm. Um, just because you're not working it doesn't mean you're not working on your craft and the subtlety and nuance of character and um, even the technicalities I guess of it like there are things you can practice when you're not on set or whatever and so yeah for sure it definitely like having pursuing two vocations is really intense and they're very they have a lot of crossover but they are different um for sure so it's nice to do something like jesus christ because you you feel like you get to flex all your all the muscles and it's very Mm. satisfying but it was more heavily weighted in music so i felt you know comfortable in that regard it's so Um, such good music as well
0: it's the best like i love it (laughs) oh it's just so good (laughs)
1: every night but from the beginning we'd just be like here we go lads this is amazing
0: yeah was that a bit of like a living the dream experience for you
1: defo yeah Mm -hmm. because I I guess it I wasn't specifically looking to do that role in that musical um but I it was always at the back of my mind that it's a natural place for someone who who sings and acts to end up in some way but I'm quite particular and I'm quite a particular singer as well like I really don't belong in most musicals I can't do that thing that sound Mm. so I would never it's not something I yearned after because I that would be literally walking into failure if you were trying to force that so when this came along a friend sent me showed me they were auditioning and they were looking specifically for singer songwriters it was just like oh my god
0: you know that's perfect was that my Um, sister no so who's your sister Rosanna Purcell yes
1: oh my god
0: (laughs) not the (gasps) model What?
1: (laughs) Oh my god, light bulb! It was Rosanna, and I totally forgot. Sometimes I, ha- in my her, my head, her surname is Douglas, and I don't know why. <laughs> That's crazy because I Cause told, I-, I said to her that I have to buy her a drink, but then it was lockdown. It's been <laughs> lockdown since I, you know. The- oh my god
0: yeah because i told amazing. her i was chatting yeah. to you on the podcast she's like oh my god amazing she yeah. was like and she's like i think i was the one to tell her about like jesus christ superstar in the barbecue and i was like really <laughs> yeah she literally it's like tell she, i literally owe her like a
1: huge turn in my life in like, my life direction because she just emailed me out of the blue like we were in choir together and she was like i oh, mm. should go for that and then am um, i did and l- l- there you go
0: now we're talking about it How did <laughs> you know like i mean Anyways, back to the question. I'm after totally sidetracking you. How do you cope with failure? How did I cope with failure? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, are, did I? Did you sidetrack? I it? sidetracked yeah. you. I asked you about um, your acting. So
1: now... Fair. Fair. <laughs> fair. Um, I think, uh, basically, I have had to dramatically learn to, like, be super humble. Like, because mm-hmm. that's, like, a really vague word. But... um. It's not a, It's just like just getting right down to basics and being like, I'm gonna be working on this as long as I live. Mm-hmm. Like, there's never, there's no pinnacle, there's no moment, and then it all clicks and it's and it, and you're there forever. And when you hear the greats speak, they're still moving and changing in any art form. So the humility to to that mistake to know that mistakes are okay and mm. often actually quite they're very rich because they can like really change you in a super positive way so like mistakes for example when you're writing the song are usually lead you to like a really cool new chord or something mm. but then like if you know I've made maybe you make decisions in your career that you look back and go oh I probably could have done that differently or Mm, that wasn't very wise um that wisdom is literally only earned through failure and experience so that's you know it's like embracing it and and also like
0: yeah I think therapy is really good (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely I think what you said there is really good good. like I think that I think I need to hear that like you know to accept I will literally be working on this my entire life I think that's actually really really good I'm like thank you because probably (laughs) yeah like what is the Uh, pinnacle like I Mm.
1: mean what's the pinnacle was and I I did a show um I've been lucky enough to like over the years start to meet people who are very advanced and in both like skill and age and to see the way that they move in the world and in their form and they're always like risk takers and mm. they're still like a little bit on edge when they're trying something new like oh I hope this works
0: you know <laughs> and I'm like that's how I feel every day day. <laughs> like, yep, it
1: doesn't go away.
0: <laughs> great okay I'm gonna accept it right now <laughs> so-
1: yeah, and like what's exciting is a moment of discovery or like a, when you're in flow state and that can last for months so you can be in like a really good place with it. And then you probably because you're a creative mind, you probably get bored of of the thing that you get good at as well,
0: yeah. which is even weirder. So true. Yeah. So wise. <laughs> Shall we move on to the next number? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. What would you
1: like? Um Okay. Let me go for two. Number two.
0: All right. <laughs> what is twenty twenty in Roman numerals? Oh my god! Oh wow! Wow! Let's get okay, loads okay. of new quiz content oh, okay. for season three. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the quizzes are always it's like devastating because you're like I definitely wouldn't have got that um okay so m is a thousand so and it's like two thousand so mm xx yeah (gasps) go you (laughs) very
0: proud yeah golden child you passed.
1: (laughs) I passed you're not going to fail that won't be your third
0: test you failed (laughs) i know i know right Ooh. sad you have a passionate. choice of your next number okay uh, it's time for seven. Oh, it's time for seven okay have you any past failure that you look back on now and say thank fuck that didn't work out so many
1: um like can you say like relationships
0: (laughs) yeah you can say whatever Um,
1: I think well definitely the one let me see oh well this is a mad one so I I guess I was like going I was trying to get medicine when I was in secondary school Mm -hmm. and in my mom got really sick in sixth year and then I didn't I didn't get my points because I kind of had to mind her And it happened in April I was like so devo at the time Mm. and I didn't want to repeat and I was like fine I'll just do this pharmacy thing which I'd slotted in at the last minute Mm. and then it ended up like completely changing the direction because it had I done medicine I probably wouldn't be a musician like it I feel like I don't think I would have been able to do medicine with with the same freedom you you, because you just like you can't just like study in your own time you have to show up at hospital it's such a vocation Um, really you know medicine Mm. oh yeah like and like pharmacy is too but it doesn't come close and it's so many more years I think to walk away from a medical degree is a much bigger decision yeah and and most people don't walk away from them they walk into them later so I think while I was super upset at the time because I had this attachment to to the idea of it I am so grateful I'm so grateful really so
0: no bit of you now would ever be like oh I would still be curious how I would be as a doctor now or you're just like nah
1: yeah occasionally it crosses my mind like but I almost go oh god thank god no like (laughs) it's really challenging I feel like you know it doesn't get easier for them either it gets harder yeah um, for well it's hard for a long time a long time and it's exhausting And yeah, like a few years ago after my first EP, I sort of had it like a slump of like where I was, what I would realize now to be like the dark period after uh, you finish a project where you're waiting for the next ideas to come through. Yeah. And I was like panicking, like, oh my God, what's happening? And I was like, maybe I should go back and do medicine because I can't, I don't have any ideas anymore. (laughs) And then uh, (laughs) now I'm like, oh, you were just relaxing, you big weirdo. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Jesus. yeah <laughs> yeah see what I mean that's why you have to keep going because then you, great. you learn stuff and what was your transition like from working as a you worked as a pharmacist like an actual pharmacist um so what was your transition from going from that life into this life you know what was that change for you that you're like okay I'm gonna go and do music now yeah well
1: like I guess I always I've always done music since I was a kid so music being a part of life is very normal like mm. I've been practicing stuff instruments and doing gigs and concerts since I was like four so I it's it's not as if um having music in my life was suddenly this new thing but the the real the only real change came from like the mindset about it that it's no longer a hobby it's like a serious thing that you have to Um, apply like a level of professionalism to and so I first off I like completely quit pharmacy and like went away for a while and then came back and then started working part-time and so that I had time to work on music because I realized like I couldn't do it if I had a full-time job Mm. I had to give it more time and um, it's taken like it's I would say it's taken a good few years to really settle into the discipline like I I'm I think I'm maybe I don't work that fast at, at at that and that's taken a while I'm probably there now in the sense that you, I just even if it's uncomfortable I just sit down and do it mm. and, and and just try and enjoy the process but because you know you want it to just be all lovely inspiration all of the mood hit me and like that's what yeah. it was like for me for the years before when it wasn't my job and <laughs> um, <but> the pressure <laughs> does change
0: when it becomes job, and you're like oh god <laughs> Yeah. Is any bit of you now kind of um does any bit of you panic in your life now? Do you know what I mean? obviously you've come so far and you're you're doing so many really cool things, but do you ever get like a day where you're just like what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing from one week to the next. Maybe I should have stayed what with, with, with what I was doing, or are you quite secure in your in your like, you know, artistic life?
1: Mm um I I think panic is like it's it's literally like that band name panic at the disco like that's um, a career in music it's just like <laughs> panicking at the disco like like it's all funny great. games when you're playing but uh, you know like, <laughs> I don't know that there's anybody who is not at some time panicked because as an industry it's so inconsistent like yeah. oh my god I mean like the level of of change and how dramatically like profits get slashed in a certain area like the way i'm i'm i feel like i'm just lucky that i came into music not expecting that much in, okay like especially financially because I know there are like people who say would have worked in like maybe slightly alternative labels, like say even just 20 years ago, who mm. were like actually selling millions of records. Um, but even though they weren't like the biggest of the biggest, but they, that's completely gone now. So if imagine what they must be feeling to have like come up at a time when like you could actually sell music mm. to to move through their careers into a time where like it's not even you don't even expect to sell much Um, that that must be really hard so I suppose I do panic a bit because it changes so quickly Mm. and you just kind of wonder can you keep up with it Mm. can you can you stay in tune with the wider beast that is the public demand or something (laughs) or or what what people connect to and you have to keep going back to be like no I just if I I have to trust in my story and my what I do, because if I start worrying about out there, oof, like that, you're in for uh, you're in for probably disappointment. Um, mm. And I know, like I know, like in the pop world, people are trying to be a bit calculating about like getting, you know, hitting the mark and and selling the records. But like when you hear pop stars talk about trying to do that, they're all just like it's really stressful. Mm-hmm. So. it's all about gigging as well which has
0: been taken away you know what I mean for so many like musicians especially it's like the income now is from just doing live gigs Um, and obviously now this year it's like no musician is able to do that so it's just like (laughs) crazy really yeah that's super weird like that that's what i mean
1: about the industry like talk about yet another manifestation of how fragile it is like it's it's the been the one of the most affected because you know hospitality restaurants and music and even hospitality and restaurants can kind of are getting some a bit of a look in but that it's just been slashed dramatically so i think like that that tension is or the the big question of what is going to happen to our livelihoods is on everyone's mind on some form and people are just waiting for the chips to fall I guess next year so it is and that it's so important to gig because then you forget all that nonsense that you're thinking about of like mm. do people like me you know <laughs> you're just like singing and performing and like creating a nice mood and everyone's enjoying it with you and it's all fine you know yeah goes out the window so um you need those to keep
0: you going mm. do you think you'd be like nervous again getting up in front of a big crowd or would that bother you at all um
1: I honestly that's a good question I honestly have no idea <laughs> like for, for a gigging musician like months and months without any audience well it does happen if you're working on a record or something um and I have done like little online things but there it's did the late same. late it was brilliant <laughs> thank you <laughs>
0: The late late is a bit. Is right. like an Irish thing? But it's like if you get on the late late, you've made it. <laughs> like...
1: Yeah, it's tr- it's a real nod
0: that you're like <laughs> we trust you to go on the late late. Mm. You know that that performance was fab, though. I'm not Did just you? saying it. Really was great. Thank you. Thank but you. Do, but would I you get know, nervous before I'm things nervous. like that? Mm. Oh, mm. Yeah.
1: Totally. Oh god, yeah. Um. Get it big flush of adrenaline. I quite like that a little bit though, because it makes me like hyper aware and um and a little bit like there's a little bit of excitement and tingling.
0: Mm. All my nerves
1: are awake, you know. Yeah. Um, if I'm not at all nervous, that's kind of a strange one. Yeah. Like, well, what if I fall asleep? For listening. sure. <laughs> you know?
0: Caroline Foreign was on this podcast and she has written that book owning it, like the anxiety handbook. And uh, she talks about like nerves in the book and how like you can kind of train your brain into being like these are useful think of when you've had these feelings before and like what happened because of them and like try and remember that and it- use them to your advantage which I think is actually very helpful
1: yeah yeah I love it because I find it like exciting I'm like oh I'm gonna be so intense <laughs> it's like in life i <laughs> <and> thought like <laughs> that anxiety like at a party or something is really inappropriate (laughs) because you're just really intense at people (laughs) but on stage I'm like oh yeah the whole room (laughs)
0: and they're (laughs) so much energy (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know I know oh I know and but then like the next day you're like my muscles are sore it's just like your body then just like drops because you've had so much adrenaline like have functions,
1: there. Yeah, the <laughs> the whole come
0: down. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's Finished. Great.
0: Do you do you do a lot of theatre? I did do a lot of theatre. I haven't done theatre in a while, but I used to do loads. And um I found I definitely honestly found with theatre that sometimes the run so like you do a run or whatever it could be i don't know three weeks four weeks whatever and um i found that like going back to life and taking like up my like job again in like whatever else i was doing on the side i used to find that so hard so you'd be like having the best few weeks with the best people mean, like i have one specific memory i was doing like, a show and i was loving it and then i went back to teaching english um, and I remember just being like, this is so grim. Just <laughs> so like, hate life for those few weeks. So I was like, I need to learn how to deal with this because this isn't good. Like, you can't be going around like that the whole time.
1: No, no, that's, yeah. Wow.
0: I know. I know the feeling so much. It's that post-show blues. Mm. Yeah, it's real. I think a little bit of you nearly hopes the show will lead to the next amazing experience. But like realistically, <laughs> that's not gonna happen. Maybe for like the one percent, but it doesn't usually. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You, you're always like, this is it. This is it. And yeah. yeah, and you form such those intense bonds with everyone on the show. Mm. there you don't know how you're gonna live without them or something. <laughs> you are just like, like never see them
0: again. <laughs> <laughs> never see them. See so you never. <laughs> Shall we move on to the next number? Mm -hmm. What would you like?
1: Uh, Let's go with 19.
0: Number 19. What has been, so this, I changed this. It was, what was your biggest lockdown failure? But actually, now because it's December, or well, nearly December, um, what has been your biggest 2020 failure? Because the whole year has just been Mm -hmm. a bit of a failure. God, the whole year has been really strange. Um,
1: That's a good question. I think, I, I feel like overall this year, I surprised myself with my patience in terms of like not getting to go to America because I was planning to move there in March. Um, Was that but- just your decision? Like I want
0: to move to America or... Sorry, yeah. Well, I just
1: felt like it was time because I'd done release my EP, and you know, um once I'd gone to London, I always wanted to move, and I think I probably just didn't have the combination of the readiness, confidence, and sort of like the hunger to to just really commit without wanting to run home like a few months later because I was scared, you know. Yeah. Which is like a very. I think that's quite an Irish thing. Um, like I was like I'm gonna miss my mom I don't know but you know just <laughs> for knowing that having that confidence to be like I can take on anything that comes my way and I can handle it and I'm mm-hmm. at that point now where I'm like okay I'm going I because I, because I want I, I want to have an international career in the sense that I want to travel around and, and tour and sing and that you need certain things to make that make that happen and uh one of them is just like accessibility to the places Mm -hmm. you want to go so I got an um I got a visa and I got everything I had my apartment and I need to build a a team and I think probably uh, there's part of America where the there's music that's more suited to what I'm making and there's little scenes and pockets of scenes that I would fit more easily into and so it just made sense um and yeah but it's been nice knowing that everyone's not been able to do their plans this year but i think actually if i could go back and do it all again um i think i would do even less i feel like i felt very much the necessity. i had so much energy because i was ready for this huge move Mm. and and so i felt obligated to be like intensely productive because I just was like ready for this big expansion and I've like been so sometimes quite hard on myself to be super productive Mm. no matter what every single day and I'm kind of why yeah (laughs) like why really I mean it's great and uh, you know it's been good for an artist to have this random time where you're just at home yeah and I have been productive but I wonder if I just let myself relax like a little bit more Mm. What would have come out of that? But you know, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> I get you. Like
0: sometimes I'm like, I have to do this and this, and I have to put out this, and like do this thing, podcast or whatever I'm doing. I'm like, like nope, there's nobody making me do those things. Like <laughs> most of the things I have yeah, to do, like, I've just decided, yeah. and I'm just like, I have to get them done now. Mm-hmm. Have to put it out. Have to get finished. And it's like you don't actually if you're really stressed about it, you don't. But I don't know I just I just get like these mad head spaces. I'm like has to be finished now next week that's it
1: yeah yeah and I'm sure you know yourself like when you work for yourself you have to have an element of discipline Mm -hmm. and you have to have a certain amount of self-control and otherwise nothing will get done Um, but you wonder why you would give yourself a job where you're like horrendously stressed all the time Mm. like if this was
0: someone else if this was in an office I would like I'd probably quit (laughs) yeah how (laughs) do you how do you do working for yourself like are you good at spending a lot of time alone coming up with stuff or do you work better with others kind of bouncing ideas
1: um I love collaborating and I've done a lot of it the last couple of years um and there's more collaborations that will be out next year as well um but I it swings in in it's like a pendulum I did a lot of that and now I want to be on my own again and I have been writing on my own and I, I actually just finished an acoustic EP um of songs from the 19 well they're poems from the 1920s and I've just set them to music so you know just guitar and voice and oh cool and guitar so yeah, it's really nice it's very like quiet and acoustic and um reflecting I guess that the one thing that the 20s of both centuries have in common is that like there's still songs I don't know mm. <laughs> or something um, yeah it's very like it, there's not too much like electronic trickery or anything um, and I'm sort of making my way back to my original sound which is a bit more introverted probably mostly anyway and I start my writing on piano and guitar and it could just stay there it doesn't even have to go beyond go further than that like it's mm-hmm. quite it's actually pretty folky
0: cool yeah I, lo- I really do like that about your music that they kind of like this is probably not the I don't of the right way to describe it but kind of like different vibes sometimes <laughs> do you know what I mean it's like you have like, <laughs> you get what I mean <laughs> I, I I know
1: exactly what you mean <laughs> that's definitely <laughs> what it, exactly what it is
0: yeah well, I love that There's a I lot love of artists to
1: do that I think that that's great yeah that that definitely scares me sometimes and I think in again this is like the industry and probably partly the fact that I've um, I've not moved yet is that that can be a trap because you you're being free creatively but the industry needs to know where you fit so that it can like process you like everybody else mm. so um that's tricky it it's it probably it might slow have slowed me down in some ways um in other ways creatively it's made me more confident because I I kind of know that I can I, I needed that for myself for it just there was no other way of doing it like I, I made what I had, felt I was compelled to make mm. and now I'm feeling more like um isolating and clarifying um an overall sound so I wanted to like experiment and and yeah and I'm just like slowly working my way because it's weird like in um the past in in earlier like eras of the industry you know artists would get like a three record deal or sometimes a six record deal and their musical journeys were like you know mad like when you think about the difference in sound from one record to the next Mm. or the approaches that they would take. And some people were are very consistent, others aren't, or others would end up contributing to other things. Um, but yeah, everything's much shorter nowadays. So mm. it, it feels different. It feels like you... You, you're not necessarily in a in a bigger
0: commercial sense it's harder
1: to make those big jumps if you
0: want to yeah well yeah. even the way like people listen to music cuz like even Beyonce put out the visual album because she was like I want people to like actually listen to an album again you know cuz people with spotify yeah. and stuff it's like I listen to this song shuffle to the next one like it's not people don't yeah. listen to music in the same way they used to really
1: yeah, exactly. And actually, I as I was making that point, I was like also on the other side of that, um, I think there's a lot of pressure for uh, for bands who are say hugely in the commercial world to to specifically jump genre to follow the trend. So mm. like no one's jumping it because it's their natural creative progression. They're like <laughs> no, you have to do like afro beats now. <laughs> you know, and they're yeah. like but we we're oh. like an <laughs> You're Irish folk fine. band.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I'm no, like those eight in
1: there. It's over. You know? <laughs> 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 it's like really bizarre. So, like, uh, they're like enforced There's a sense of like enforcing creative change that isn't is unnatural. But artists do creatively change naturally. Mm. It's just maybe not. Yeah. So it's really interesting. Um, That's interesting,
0: kind of annoying, yeah. but I guess it makes sense as well. Like, it just the way it has to be, I suppose, in ways. And are you finding since like the Irish Woman in Harmony, and then um, there was so much online about how come people aren't playing, you know, more like um, Irish females on the radio? Are you noticing there's a difference since then?
1: Yeah, there. There is a difference. I, I listen to the radio a good bit when I'm in the
0: pharmacy and stuff
1: and uh, uh, yeah, Linda coogan who who ran that uh, report, that was an incredible collection of data because like the data speaks for itself and it's really sad, I have to say. And mm-hmm. I think that it runs at a really deep level. Like we have a, a lot of issues of underlying sexism here and the, mm-hmm. there's just no you can't you just have to stare it in the face or you won't treat it um like why do we feel consistently that the music that women make is so par because it's so it's so consistently that they were left out that it felt like it was a vendetta you know because mm. when it, it can't be that every single female artist is completely trash and doesn't deserve to be on the radio like that's yeah. too extreme mm. not to be a trend across multiple if it was like a few people getting left out or like a genre you might be like well pe- you know most people don't want to listen to that genre or whatever and um, and only you know one person Sole, who makes really great pop music made it into the list and I think there's probably that's to an extent I will argue that also you know people really do want to hear mostly pop and they want to hear like really well produced like s- shiny pop that's extremely good quality pop mm. and she really nails it with that you know
0: but that said I I d- yeah I don't buy it do you, because do I know they though like because, being- or is it that just what the radio is feeding us because like I listen to a lot of radio as well and sometimes like that's all we're getting you know what I mean we're just getting the shiny pop is it really all people want to listen to or is it just that we're that's what you're given I don't know the answers to be honest yeah
1: you know (laughs) it's the great question Emma Jane because I agree with you I think that people are like I think that people can list can take more than that Um, Mm. but then maybe maybe I, I'm like, oh, maybe I'm wrong or maybe um, it's the type of listening that people do to the radio. They don't go there for discovering stuff anymore. Maybe it's the relationship people have to radio that's changed. Because even my mum said when she was growing up, like, she was like, we heard so much more variation on main radio. Like, she was like, we heard opera and there was like loads of different types of folk music. And she's like, I, I listen to it now and it's kind of like the same across all the stations and I would argue that that's probably similar in a lot of places. I don't know that that's just something at home. So they're responding to the public. So I, I don't know where the. Well, they do. The Cause I've like worked in
0: a bit of radio, but I know that they have, I wasn't obviously in one of the big stations, but I know they have like songs that are like, I don't know, are they co- colored green? They're a color where they're like, Oh, these are the most popular songs. So just put those on the most in the day. And then they've like another level below that. And then they've ones that they'll like sporadically throw in, but very rarely. And I think that that's how like a lot of the bigger commercial stations seem to run it. They're just like, this will work. Put out the same song 12 times a day. And it's like, oh, go away. Yeah. Like love you, Lipa, but like, come on. I know. I feel that way because I'm like,
1: I love watermelon sugar. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but like, I didn't need to hear it eight times. Didn't, oh, you know. yeah. <laughs> Banger though. But, you know. um, Yeah. So, and it's it's strange. It doesn't, oh, it doesn't really make like l- logical sense. I think it probably makes commercial sense, which is mm-hmm. what we're, you know, that's why there's no point in trying to really unpack it that much. And And I wonder, but I suppose what is the difficulty is like if you never give other artists a chance or other people a chance like they'll never the public can never demand it because they don't know it exists so yes. that's what PR campaigns are that's what marketing is and I think like radio have that power and and um, they probably forget that sometimes shall we move on to the next number <laughs> um i keep saying yes and then re- remembering i have to choose um did i pick nine already um
0: no you did not pick number nine okay nine nine, nine. <laughs> okay um, this is spelling spell daiquiri Ooh.
1: okay i think i can spell this one because I, well there's you? one trick bit in the middle I've, yeah, I've I've had a few daiquiris in my time. Oh yeah. Um, okay, so D A. The tricky bit is if there's a C or not. D A Q I. Mm-mm. Oh no!
0: It, it's, it have a C. You failed. A. I failed. <laughs> <It's laughs> this be your third test. A
1: C. <laughs> my third fail. <laughs> Don't take I it to do It had to be publicly on a podcast called fail harder. I'll try not to. Well, Do
0: you want to give it go another go happy. or will I tell you?
1: It's Is it i It's D-A-I. Yeah, I have no
0: idea. D-A-I-Q-U-I-R-I. Oh my God.
1: God, yep. mm-hmm. that extra eye. Yeah. Oh wow, <laughs> that really struck me. I would never have gotten that. I thought it was the C in there, like you know, like a uh, that uh, Le Coq Spotty for something. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. You made a good attempt, or whatever. There's another
0: drink. I made a good attempt. <laughs> Solid attempt. It'd be terrible if you came on and got all of those questions right though. But like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got I got the Roman numerals,
1: so it's okay you I'm did you did that was impressive
0: geekness <laughs> so I think we have time for one more question. What number would you like okay great um,
1: um, 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 um let's go with sixteen. My
0: stomach is the wrong sweet line. sixteen sweet sixteen oh, okay yeah. what is your earliest memory of failure um
1: oh i I left my violin on the bus one time when I was three or four sorry four, <laughs> four. <laughs> and I, I got in a lot of trouble. Did you? <laughs> and did you ever get the yeah, violin back? I don't, but I don't think so I think my mum had to buy a new one it was in London.
0: Oh no and,
1: um, did yeah, you live it, in
0: London yeah, when anything. you were that
1: young? Yeah, I lived in London. We lived there for a couple of years and my sister, my younger sister and brother were born there as well. And uh I it's huge, like and I left it, I left it on the bus. And <laughs> yeah, it was not great. Cause like four kids, like you can't there's a lot of kids, like you know, the money, it's
0: like we can't just be buying violins left, right, and centre. Yeah, I know, know. <laughs> like violins. So, yeah. I'll never let my child, I don't think yeah, i let my child learn absolutely. the violin. They're so, like, they're painful to listen to kids practice the violin. It's just a deathly sound. <laughs> it's like, I don't think I could do that. I just don't think I'll ever be mature enough to be like, they'll, they need it. Just I'll be like, no. <laughs> I know
1: I'm far too selfish like I really respect my mum for that because she's the one who ended up having to listen to it and it's so scratchy but I guess it did pay off like I got a lot better and um, it's funny because I have a few really strong memories of that like another time I was I was so annoyed when I was practicing I was about 11 and I wasn't getting in I didn't want to practice and I smashed my bow against the wall and it broke and like I felt so terrible because my mum was always like struggling with finances just managing everything and putting mm. us through all these extra classes and I just felt so terrible um I don't know if that really counts as a failure though
0: it is it's kind of like I just think that with that yeah. question it's just kind of what you perceived as failure at that age do you know what I mean because I think yeah. failure as a child yeah it's not necessarily like, like even yeah. you're running on the bus as a four-year-old like obviously an adult is like ah, uh, you know annoying if your parents <laughs> have to buy one but it happens but yeah. I think when you're younger yeah. you take some things like that like so so seriously like I don't know like you want to be you want to be good as a child I think even if yeah. you're not I think children yeah. like generally yeah. just want to be good and want to be loved and approved of
1: totally and it's I guess it's that thing of realizing that I had like mismanaged something that was very valuable and. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have the same feeling about the bow, which I can remember I, so clearly. I remember hitting it against the wall and then I'm re- seeing it break and I remember like <laughs> the feeling in my chest when I was like, oh my God, I'm just such an ungrateful person. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Are you the oldest um, sibling? Yeah, like, well, no, I have an older brother, but I am like spiritually the oldest. Yeah, I feel like you so seem
0: like oldest. the
1: oldest. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, great it's like perfectionist thing (laughs) over like responsibility like (laughs) it's so uptight I know it's so funny it's really funny because I I did a self-tape the other day for like a like a professional role and my
0: I got a message in our Bull street group about that oh yeah yeah (laughs) was like Sally's looking for a reader (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: that was me and um because yeah and I'd done like another a different take with my siblings and it was so funny how it played out because it was very like life imitating art where I was playing this like professional like together to character and they were like two people in my office who were like literally all over the place and kind of having a fight and I was just like okay everyone like you know <laughs> like trying to herd the cats and I was like this is just our life and they kept giggling like the whole time the <laughs> they kept
0: bursting and laughing I was
1: like, guys this is actually serious
0: <laughs> anyways Loa thank you so so much for coming on the podcast today I'm Fine. delighted Fine. to have you on been <laughs> yeah. I've been it's
1: trying
0: been to get you for the last cruel. two <laughs> seasons <laughs> then you're like yeah you I know it's like okay uh, yeah. <laughs> November <laughs> I'll remember exactly it's true. yes
1: yes <laughs> it's been so lovely
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Fail Harder. I really hope you enjoyed it. It'd be so helpful if you could spread the word by sharing it on social media, subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it. Tell your friends one or all of those things are just so, so helpful. Thank you so much.